Hello, everyone. This is Jonathan Antoine, and you are once again listening to Verbal Shenanigans. But our shenanigans are cheeky and fun. Yeah, I mean, his shenanigans are cruel and tragic. Which makes them not shenanigans at all, really. Evil shenanigans. I swear to God, I'll pistol whip the next guy that says shenanigans. Somebody comes up to me and goes, I love the podcast. I slap them. I'm like, that was my podcast. I didn't give you permission to listen to it. So your your theory to grow the show is to slap every listener that likes it. Yeah. I mean, we were pleasurable. and tell everybody you'll love this and whatever. And that didn't work. So I'm going the opposite, figuring that's going to catapult everything. When people are almost like, this is a naughty little pleasure of verbal shenanigans. <laughs> They're going to listen to it more. The fact like, that you refer to our podcast as a naughty little pleasure um, yeah. really establishes what I tried to establish last week, that it would have been much better off having your dad as the co-host than you. We no. got the wrong burlu. No, Wild Hank is not going to talk about, you know, nasty little pleasures or anything like that. He's not like that. So don't go know. that route. I, I feel like... You know, I've 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 pulled a lot of things out of you over the years. It's taken. Uh-huh. You know, we still find new stories and new avenues to explore and new things about you. Meanwhile, Hank, if we More had if we had eight nine years together, I can get all sorts of stories out of him. The time he killed a man. The time, you know, I don't know. You know, maybe the we, time he beat the hell out of you as a kid. You call me a murderer for 10 years yeah. and now you just assume my dad is one where do you get it from? i feel like it runs in the family it's a family business yeah. is that what you think <laughs> have like, you have you heard of the mob they've been doing it for years listen son um you know we're a couple bucks down this month and now you really got to go out and just <laughs> slaughter somebody do you mind it's not bad it's not it's probably better than it work I mean, it does. IT work does lead me to want to murder people. Listen, I was gonna say, on a bad day, you want to kill yourself, but on a good day at the office in the other family business, you just have to kill somebody. Yeah, I mean, somebody goes into a pine box. It's just a question of who and when <laughs> in this world. So, Mike, I'm in a, I'm not in a great mood. I'm not in what? A great, yeah, I got in an argument. What today. you talking to me? Come on, what's up? I got into an argument with Bangladesh Billy today. Really? Yes. Bangladesh, what occurred? Bangladesh Billy, our, um, our uh, correspondent in Bangladesh that I mm-hmm. I pay a lot of money to help promote the cast. Which, by the way, he got, last I checked, uh, a 2,000% increase in listening in the last week. Um, so, uh, 2,000 times 1 is what again? 2,000. So, you know. Wow. <laughs> 
Um, I know that's that's hard for you. You're still working on that three times the amount of dogs. Oh, no, no, I'm getting the vocabulary out. I'm checking your math, but continue with your. Uh, you just story. keep hitting three times one over and over again. <laughs> three times one. Three times one. Three times. How can it be? <laughs> I multiplied it. Why is it still there? But yeah, me and Bangladesh Billy. Um, Billy likes to message me a lot, like a lot. And he, he addresses everything with, sir, he goes, sir, did you get my email? Sir, did you, um, check out the, uh, the numbers, sir, did you send the payment, sir? Could you increase the payment, sir? Can, so, um, so today I basically said, Billy, I said, Bangladesh, Billy, you gotta, you gotta chill a little bit. I said, this is what I can afford, and I would gladly give it to you for each episode, which right now happens to be five dollars. Yeah. Oh, can you increase? Did you explain to Bangladesh Billy that he has made more money on this podcast than either of us combined. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bangladesh Billy is profiting. We, on the other hand, are way in the green. Uh, no, in the red. In the red. In the red. Yeah, yeah. We we got a long way up to that black mark. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Bangladesh Billy's like, oh, sir, can you increase? And I can obviously tell his English is horrific. Um, mm. But I'm like, Billy, at one point I said, you need to stop. I said, I will pay you what I can afford. I said, and whatever <laughs> whatever that $5 equates to, I said, do that amount of work. Right? I feel, I feel like it, it, that's a reasonable um, ask. Um, but yeah, Bangladesh Billy really... I really was not happy with me, so I'm in a bad mood. But to cheer up the mood, to okay. cheer up the mood, I have a special surprise today. I have a not just a surprise, a special one. No, really that, that big surprise. Um, I have, it's time for you to really earn your keep around here. Because like I said, huh? I don't think you were the best burlo on the podcast. So Gotcha. So I should slap more people. Yes, but maybe you don't want to slap this person because coming on the podcast right now, Mike. Okay. Is your dad? Uh, my dad is listed as Mariva. Well, you know he has his names on the side. Oh, oh, it's that, Big that, Hank. That's my dad. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, Hank, Hank, Mike. That, I I can't hear Dad, but. Oh yeah, Hank, you gotta unmute yourself, and then we, then we could hear you. No, he, he's showing us unmuted. No. I don't know why it's not coming through. Um, he, we we talked before. There, there we go. There he is, <laughs> the captain of the ship, the real. I told you, I told you I would mess something up, Scott. Oh, you didn't mess. You didn't. Mess. I tell him every week, yeah. Scott, that I. You know, I, I was gonna well, say, enjoy it. Scott. I'm gonna mess up. He's like, I know, Burlu. Listen. <laughs> Listen, Hank, you only made one mistake in your life, but, you know, I have to sit with him hey! once a week. Hey, hey, hey. That might be me. Shut up. <laughs> Hank, thank you for, for joining the show for a couple minutes here. Um, oh, yeah. I wanted to drop a little surprise on Mike because um, I, I tend to like to do that, um, get him get him in a good mood, you know. Um, we had this argument last week that you would be the better co-host of the podcast that you're more interesting than mike how do you how do you feel about that that thought well when it comes to the brains i think you're right <laughs> he's agreeing with you you know he's got the entertainment value he's got the stories so. uh, i uh I, I think i may have been able to put something extra to it 
There's no doubt about it. Yeah. yeah. So give us a little insight. What, 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 what was Mike like? Like, we've heard some really interesting stories over the year that maybe some you know and some you don't know. Like, recently we heard about Mike playing um, pool bocce where he was throwing, uh, what was it, bocce balls, Mike? In, bocce balls, in, yeah. yeah. He didn't know about that <laughs> one because I would have got a whooping on that one. I do know that. Yeah. Him and his friends were throwing bocce balls into your pool. Was Oh. I'll be right back. So we got to give it a sec for it to record. Just give me one sec. I'm coming. I'm coming. You coming? There I am. Um, so, so yeah. What, what was Mike like as... A, now I can't hear you. Am I back? Am I back? Am I there? There you go. There you go. Yeah. I got you now. Yeah, so so Mike was throwing uh, bocce balls into your pool. What was Mike like as a kid? Was he an imaginative kid? Was he a creative kid? Uh, give us a little insight to Mike at like 10 years old. Extremely active. Mm. Michael, mm. Michael could not... Uh... Could not stop doing something at any, at any moment. He just wanted to do things constantly. Right. I mean, he had more energy. He had more energy than my other two kids put together. There's no ifs <laughs> about it. But in a good way. Don't get me wrong. In a good way. Right. Right. Now, now, Mike once told us a story that he had imaginary friends. Um, he had imaginary. Um, he had an imaginary penguin friend. He had an imaginary. What was the other one, Mike? Uh, an octopus was in oh, yeah. there. Uh, Woody Woodpecker was one of them. Woody, too. Woody, Woody Woodpecker. Um, he also read us uh, these amazing stories from his fifth grade journal. Um, he seemed like a very creative type of kid. Could you could you vouch for that? Oh, definitely, without a doubt. No, he he was extremely creative. Let me tell you something right now. There was, uh, Michael had the first computer than anybody, I mean, in probably in the school, Michael. Whoa. Uh, I, I, I had to work overtime for about a year just to pay for the computer, without a doubt. But there was a game on there. It was a war game. And I used to tell Michael, I'll never let, I'll never let you beat me. That, that ain't ever going to happen. And I would be on that computer sometimes for four or five hours straight just to get the highest score ever. And I would be in work. And when, when I was in work, Michael would be calling me work just to say, I beat you. I beat you. <laughs> I I think that sounds like a new challenge. I think we should dig that game back up and yeah. see which. <laughs> yeah. I believe it I, was... think I, would, I think I would enjoy that. Yeah. <laughs> what was the it game? Is... What was the game, Mike? It was. I think it was called Wings of Fury. Like we're talking real old school, five and a quarter floppy disk and World all. War Two. World War Two. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. like he's telling the truth, like we would go back and forth, and literally one time he's like, "This is my score I got," and it was literally like double the record, and I'm like, "No, you BSing me, you can't do that." <laughs> and I hooked up the computer, I'm like, "Oh my god!" And he's like, "You'll never beat it," and I God knows how. Eight hours later, done. Crushed. And it took that long to do it. It's it's that amazing. It's that amazing. But, but he wasn't going to let me be a winner. That's for sure. <laughs> 
Now, we've also heard stories of Mike over the years where he was um, afraid to touch a fish. Um, he was afraid of the bat in the house. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. G- give us a little insight into the, the how Mike was as far as his, uh, his bravery. Well, uh, Michael wasn't very brave with that bat. I can tell you that right <laughs> no, now. No. Uh, me, me, and me and his mom were in the bedroom having the privacy uh, opportunity, and uh, Michael was out in the living room, and we knew there was a bat in the house, but we never told Michael. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I heard somebody pounding on the door like they were going to come through it. Oh, a bird, a bird, a bird. No, 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 no. It's bad. It's bad. It was going crazy out there, trying to bust the door down. So, Mike, you bat blocked your father. Yeah. 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 It was some. They, they usually call it a different kind of bird that I blocked from a dad. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, the, the oh, funniest thing is, is I look funny. back on the story is all I had to do was go back into the bathroom. All I had to do was go into my bedroom and close the door. <laughs> there was like five options, but in my brain, my option was let me try to bust down this locked door when my parents were in bed. Lord knows what they're doing in a locked bedroom in the house when it's only me in the house, but uh, I had to inform them there was a flying object in the house, and after deducing it was not a bird, I proclaimed to my father it was a bat. (laughs) That he did, that he did. Now, in your wildest imagination, did you ever expect Mike to A, um, have the balls to try stand-up comedy, and B, uh, be able to like host a podcast for this long. Did you ever see that that kind of side to him growing up? I, I did actually because I, I believe Michael could do anything. I really did. I uh, Mike, Michael was a he wouldn't quit. And the reason I say that is because uh, uh, like when Michael was in high school, he got on the football team. And uh, at the time, man, he he was just getting in. He was getting beat to the pulp, man. I mean, they were just destroying him. But he never gave up. He just kept going back and going back and going back. No, I, I, I believe Michael put his heart out to anything. He can do it. There's no doubt. I didn't and see. We've never discussed Mike on the foot. See, we did learn something new here. We only saw his Pop Warner photo when he had like glasses on and like semi mullet going. Oh yeah. He, he's talking about the uh, Bush Gardens photo, Dad. Where oh, yeah. I had the Redskins oh, uniform, Red, and you're like. And, and did you tell him what your mom wanted you to do? She wanted she me wanted... to smile. And then you're like, no, you give you give an angry look. And I did. And I still remember to this day as I was so proud of my uh, man cave and sending Scott pictures. Like I sent him like eight, ten pictures. He immediately found that, zoomed in, he goes, what the hell is that? And then he gave uh, a podcast uh, meme. So, oh, that is funny. That yeah. is funny. Uh, did you did you ever tell Scott about the ass whipping you got going out in the street? I'm not sure. Oh no, I? but even if he did, I think you should tell it. Um, oh, because there's nothing better right than now. an ass whipping story. Michael, yeah, Michael was probably about I'm going to say two and a half, maybe going to three years old, and he was told that he was allowed on a sidewalk but never go in the street. But well, one day I looked out the door and here's Michael out in the street. Mm. I went out there and I grabbed the buddy arm and I yanked him back. I didn't, didn't punish him. 
I said, if you put your foot in that road, I'm going to beat your ass out here. Mm -hmm. Well, I turned around and I walked away to go in the house. And Michael stood there, looked at me, and he put his toe in the road. Oh, God. Yeah. (laughs) And believe me, Scott, when I tell you this, there was a police officer across the street in his uniform that lived there. (laughs) And he watched me pull his pants down and whip his ass good. Yeah, but he never he never went out in the road again. No, it's funny no, he st- he still stickle. won't. He, the other day we had to cross the road. And he's like, "Nah, my dad's my dad's gonna beat my ass." So no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I literally waited to the second he was up at the door, and like as a kid, like I remember we went back to the house. I always imagined this like big, long. Like uh, driveway or something like that. And it was it was my new, but yeah. somewhere in my brain, I'm like, if he's up at the top, and if I stick a toe <laughs> in the road, I can get away. And it's like I showed you something today. <laughs> oh lordy, he he used to have to walk to school, Scott, in kindergarten. And I'm not gonna lie to you because people wouldn't even believe it. It was a mile away. Well, wow. we had no school buses in that, that that town, but I used to tell Michael because he, he had to cross about. I'm going to say he probably had to cross about eight streets, wow. and I used to say, Michael, I'm always following you, and I'll always be watching. <laughs> yeah, you better stop. You better look. And Scott, every now and then, I, I he'd be turn around looking to see if he sees me back <laughs> it would be funny if you were just slowly driving down the street every day watching him <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> no he he kind of caught on after a while but it, it was yeah. a shame back then there was he didn't have a school bus in that town that town did not have a school bus wow yeah, and then we moved to New Jersey, and I was half a block away from yeah. school. And they're like, "No, you gotta take the bus." We <laughs> yeah, can't chance yeah. It. yeah, yeah. Now, you're the the fear you invoked, or the the authority you invoked in Mike may have stayed because recently, with the acquisition of his third dog, he he admitted to us he was afraid to tell you about the third dog. Like he was like, "I don't know what." I don't know what Big Hank's gonna 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 think about this, so I'm keeping it keep it keeping it a, a a secret. Well, let me tell you right now, it may have been something I wouldn't do, yep. but I didn't have to live with them three dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I've known Mike for a long time now, um, and he has not. Even, even we finally met up after five years not seeing each other in Jersey here, went to a brewery and, you know, I'd be talking to Mike and be like, where'd Mike go? And then there he is petting a, a, a lab or a, some person's bulldog oh, just, yeah. and he'll blow up someone's conversation. They can be in the middle of like renewing their vows or something. And Mike will be like, excuse me, excuse me. Can I, oh, uh, yeah. can I pet your dog? Has this always been part of Mike's personality? Has he always without been attached doubt, to the yeah. dogs? Without, without a doubt. Yeah. Mike, Mike, I don't care where he's at or what he's doing, stops everything to go to an animal. There's no doubt about it. He used to, he used to uh, work for a pet company. Yep. I forget the name of it. I uh, love my pet. Yeah, the vaccination. Love my pet. Yeah, and uh, I think he really enjoyed being around the animals there. You know, it wasn't a money making thing. It was just something for him to do and make some pocket money at the time and all. But uh, right. it was something that he actually enjoyed and loved because he is a big animal lover. He's a lot more. He's a lot more animal lover to me. I love my animal to death, but I don't want three. <laughs> I definitely don't want three. 
<laughs> but I, I will take credit as Scott, you are building the lore of Big Hank mm-hmm. for the podcast. When uh, it, received... excuse me, it was Big Wild Hank was the official name. I apologize. Name? Yes. I apologize, Dad. Don't don't spank me. I know I'm <laughs> Please do, because that would get some good views for us. But um, I will I will say when uh, uh, me my brother Hank and my uh, sister Dawn purchase a new golden retriever for him and presented to him mm. he whimpered like a little baby when oh, yeah. he held uh, brandy in his arms oh, that was the great greatest gift i ever got in my life from my kids he, he, he was he was big wet hank that day instead oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. big wet hank without a doubt without a doubt and, and it almost killed me scott because being so old and the dog was so active to try to to, to train the dog and calm the dog, it was it was so hard on my body, and thank God I made it. <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta get through that like two two and a half years, and then that, it's like yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. And then to add on top of it, the one weekend I'm like, uh, Yo, Dad, why don't you look look after Leia for a couple of days with your dog? So that would. So I doubled oh, yeah. down on the let's see how your heart's doing, pops. <laughs> no, I, we actually enjoyed it, but it was. It was just too rough on me to handle the two dogs, that's all. But we didn't Oh, there she is. <laughs> now, now, Mike has told me over the years he is notorious for um, uh, buying birthday cards and Father's Day cards and anniversary <laughs> cards and never giving them to anyone. Now, is, is this... Is this a trait passed down from dad to him? Like, do you guys just have like pile, piles of cards no, for each other that you never? Just, no, that that's one of his things. Right? No <laughs> ifs, ands, buts One one of these years, you're gonna get like 22 Father's Day cards. <laughs> Actually, lately we've been getting them on time, Scott. Whoa, yeah. Mike! What does this change? Well, to be fair, I was still in New Jersey for Father's Day, so the card is upstairs. <laughs> When it gets delivered now, that's a new task we'll have to figure out. (laughs) To be fair, though, we haven't seen each other since then. (laughs) Yeah, so so I'm getting better. You you pushed me into it, Scott. I actually purchased cards and say, hey, would you like this that I got for you? Well, uh, that's dude. awesome. Now, now, Hank, if I was going to interview you and say, why would you be a better host than Mike? What would you say? Oh, Jesus, that's a very hard question. <laughs> that really is. I don't know. I mean, we heard about your gun. That already makes you cooler yeah. than Mike. All right. No, because I'm I think let, Mike... hey, let me yeah. try to help you, Pops. Can you tell the story of the time you were squirrel hunting and you had to go to the bathroom? Maybe that will help out. What are you talking about? When I had to go, that was that was rabbit hunting. You talking about what? Yeah. What you go to go the bathroom? Yeah. And the freaking rabbit jumped out when I was taking a crap. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tell the audience that story, and Scott will determine. Like I'll tell a story later on, and then Scott will have the final word. Right. How about that? There wasn't much to it besides the rabbit running out when I was taking the dump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was rabbit hunting all day, and. They couldn't find anything, and then he told his uh, hunting partner, "And I gotta go take a dump. Uh, I'll be right back." Right. And basically, as he's holding the gun with his pants down and he's taking a dump, a rabbit ran through his legs. Ah. Taking the dump. Now, did you get the rabbit, or did you finish the dump? No, I, I, I did not get that rabbit. Believe me. 
<laughs> I was too worried about getting dump on me. But did you? Did, did Michael ever tell you the time I took him squirrel hunting? I don't think so. But this, I shot the squirrel, and if, I shot a squirrel, and after I shot it, Michael was getting all sad and upset and feeling sorry for the squirrel. And I, I think that was the last time Michael ever went out in the woods to go hunt the squirrel. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and he's being a good dad. He's like, you want me to leave it here? I'm like, no, nah, it's already dead. And then typical me, we ate the squirrel later on. So. <laughs> ah, ate the squirrel. <laughs> well, this this has been great, guys. Uh, Hank, uh, I want to I I thank you for, for staying up past your bedtime, um, which which I'm sure Mike appreciates. Um, Mike, I want to thank you for, I don't know, just, I don't know, just being here every single <laughs> single week. I'm thinking maybe we don't completely. God, I, I want to thank you for getting me through this because <laughs> it ain't easy to get me. I remember Michael tried to get us into a Zoom for the whole family one time, and I couldn't get the camera off. <laughs> oh, no. That was, that was a horrible Christmas and all. Like, everybody was... Like oh, I don't have Zoom. Let's do Facebook Messenger. And oh, then yeah. by the end, it's like you know what? Happy holidays, everybody. Talk to you on the twenty sixth. <laughs> All right, Mike. I I found a middle ground. I'm not going to completely replace you, but I'm thinking every other week Hank is the co uh, co host. What you got, Scott? <laughs> guys, it's been great, Hank. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank uh, you, guys. And th Love thank you, Pops. thank you for raising Bye. such a great son. We have a blast here. So, so thank, thank you, thank you, thank you for you, providing son. all the stories Love too. You too, Pops. Bye bye. Take care, bye. man. <laughs> Big Wild Hank on the podcast. Um, you know, Mike, sometimes I got to throw a curveball into the cast. Uh, you know, every once in a while we say, you know, that was a little dry or we come up with some things that don't stick. I, I think this really put us back in the jovial spirit of podcasting. And, and Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, it was a lot of good times he brought up, a lot of spankings he brought up. <laughs> yeah, okay. That was a different time, ladies and gentlemen. He's not a bad dad. Don't don't go that angle. He's not a bad dad, but he does still spank you, so it is a little weird. I, believe me, he's he's 30 years older than me, and there's still a part of me, like, if I say something, I'm like, Oh God! Is he gonna raise that hand? You See, know? I think that's a sign of a good dad, though. If you could still, I'm still deathly afraid of my dad because oh, yeah. I've seen my dad get angry like probably ten or under time. Like, ang I'm talking like you know, I'm not talking like angry like mm. he's upset about something, but like angry. And I've seen the way he still like crushes my friend's hands, like when he handshakes, he's got that mechanic grip. Um, mm -hmm. There's a good chance that me, and my dad went. 10 rounds that it, he probably knocked me out in the in the third like <laughs> like oh, he, he would get that's me. the way i think about it it's like if i could get past a certain amount maybe i got a prayer and yep. win by points but there is that like every round would be like it's coming yep. it's coming yeah oh that, my god like i think you know like as to, if, if it was live betting on, on DraftKings, i would have a better chance if we lasted longer but those first three rounds like by knockout is probably like you know minus minus 210 for my dad yeah that's that's the crappy ufc boxing fights where the other guys just keep circling because he knows <laughs> what's coming and he has no clue how to do any offense that that would be my fight with my dad yeah yeah well which we could also we could arrange that we could arrange you go hunting with your dad we could arrange uh spanking time we could we could arrange all sorts of things go gun shooting with your dad 
I mean, I mean, you apparently had the power. I was shocked by what happened tonight. So, <laughs> well, you know, I, I'm always a big fan of surprises. So, the the good Hank, the good Burlu, and uh, the bad Burlu unite once again here on the show. Also, bringing to our our three timers, uh, you know, three timers on the cast. There's only only been a few of those. So, mm. um, big Hank. Our favorite opera singer from England. Hi. <laughs> How are we doing? How are we doing? We are doing, doing great. Well. It's been um it's been a little over like a year and a half since we since we had you on. Um yeah. and your 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 rabid fan base constantly messaged me or is commenting on posts from like three years ago when we had you first on. They're still like When's John coming on? When's John coming on? This is a great interview. You should yeah. have him on again. I'm like, it was okay interview, but I guess we'll we'll have John on again. Fine, fine, fine. <laughs> uh, the behest of of the uh, of the requests. Yeah, I'm. I don't, what can I say? I'm always grateful to the, the wonderful people. They're very very enthusiastic. That's kept me afloat for the last you know ten years. Yeah, yeah. Mm. <sighs> so, so Jonathan, uh, big. Fourth of July plans over in England? Is that still a big thing over there? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, it would be. I mean, I'm surprised we don't celebrate it at this point. We're so sort of interconnected culturally. But um, yeah, no, I'm, we'll, we will probably at my house have like a barbecue or something because why not? Yeah. Good excuse. Good excuse. So, 
it, it's been it's been a year and a half or so since we spoke to you. What how have you been uh, keeping busy? I see your Instagram posts and things that you're going on. You seem like you're all over the place again. Uh, but so so what's the latest news in John Antoine? Oh, it's uh, I'm in uh, I'm in a weird position. I've got to say because uh, I think you know I've been posting a lot. I've been talking a lot about kind of vague stuff, but uh, there's sort of this whole domino chain of things that I've been trying to set up and that I'm still in the, the process of setting up. Um, I mean, I've I've got two novels that I've been working on just as a side thing. Oh, nice. The other month I wrote. Uh, yeah, the other month I wrote seven or eight uh, heavy metal EPs uh, that I've just got, like, really away, stored away. Uh, yeah, yeah, just <laughs> I felt I felt like it, and um, but those are those are sort of you know just the the passion projects. Where when it comes to the actual work, um, yeah, I've I have several things in the works at the moment that are. Uh, incomprehensibly massive but i can't actually say anything about them right it's okay so i yeah yeah but that's that in itself is an exclusive jonathan Aswan is working on big things <laughs> nice that's gonna be an interesting combination if you release these heavy metal projects and your your like opera audience combining together i feel like that's gonna be you might get quite a group yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, I, I'm I'm not sure what what I'm gonna do with with the metal stuff. You know, it's all. Oh, you gotta put I, it I'm out. not like a producer or anything, but mm -hmm. you know, so may, maybe I'll re-record it, make it good someday. Maybe it'll come. You know, who knows? It's just um, it's it's nice. It's it's kind of funny that even my my relaxing is still music, right? Yeah. It's nice to do something that's so different um, that I I'm also passionate for. Yeah, it's interesting because I feel like the last time we talked to you, you were kind of getting into like doing a lot of of songs that were, you know, you would not really picture being opera based um, and kind of putting your spin. It seems like you were starting to, to to branch out into different things. And now a year later, you're telling us you wrote novels and heavy metal records. So I feel like the, this is kind of cool to see you uh, doing different creative things. Yeah, it's uh, I, I feel like yeah particularly over the last sort of year maybe six months uh, i've had a kind of like just this awakening of wanting to do everything again um there, there was a time you know that that childlike wonder uh, of, of being young and being like i want to be an astronaut i want to be a fireman you know <laughs> um i i feel like i've recaptured a little bit of that um and that's so you're that's telling us you're going to be an astronaut soon is oh nice you know in <laughs> space they can't I, hear I am, you sing right <laughs> Well, <laughs> uh, actually, that that is true. Yeah, we've got, we've got some issues. We've got some issues that we've got to we've got to rectify here. No, I'm, I, I am I am working. Um, I am working sincerely on on my fitness and myself. That's been a huge part recently. Um, this this shirt's like two or three. I was going to say you look good, man. Smaller. You look like you slimmed down oh, a little thank bit. You, thank you, thank you very much. Yeah, it's it's not showing too much, but it, I I feel it, and that's, that's great. That I think is what matters. I, I haven't I think I've missed two days so far this year of doing 10,000 steps every day that's my that's my baseline uh, and then I do a little little bit of extra uh, sprinkled throughout the day and uh, well, let me just ask you, watching with, what, with getting in better health and better fitness mm -hmm. did you feel that on stage too like as far as your ability to project or sing or is this really no difference it's 
it, it, it's less about sort of the the ability and more about the confidence right it's about right. Ha gotcha. having the confidence that i'm not gonna uh yeah it, even like feeling less sweaty on stage which yeah. I, you know it's a, mm. a, a, a trivial sounding thing but like when when you're my size like you, you it comes in in floods <laughs> i, just, I having... just talked about this on the last episode of the podcast i have a a problem too the minute i grab the microphone to do stand up i am like sweating it's, and i don't yeah. know what it is it's not because i'm nervous it's just I don't, I don't know i have a I, think, I guess it's this pale Irish skin of mine. I just sweat nonstop. <laughs> it's just <laughs> so. Yeah, it's so just... basically, when we have the verbal shenanigans comedy show with Jonathan Antoine, the first three rows are going to be a splash show. Yeah, yeah, what, yeah. Is that what you two are telling us? <laughs> Ponchos. Yeah, yeah. Why do you think what he has those saying? capes? They're not. They're not for anything else but <laughs> That's wrap around myself. Yeah, yeah. It's protection. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Now, speaking of other projects, I I heard you're also doing like voice acting for video games. What's that experience like? Um, I haven't I haven't really started professionally. I actually I did a few projects many years ago, but they never came to light. It's something I've always been interested in, though. It's um, yeah, I've amongst all the the like the hubbub of of trying to work out uh, one one career path, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't had an awful lot of time to do that, but there's um, I, I want to work more with my words. Uh, I think that I have a few things to say, and it's 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 very vague. It's it's an easy way to put out many messages by singing about them and by making music about them. But when when you have to put your feelings into words, that's that kind of, it puts your ideology to the test. I think. Um, and that's I find a lot of of joy and a lot of self fulfillment in having my ideologies tested and um, yeah and, and talking to people and finding out what they think and how the world works. Right. Mm. It's funny. I, I thought of you the other day. Um... Oh, as a camera thing where his uh, video shoots off a little bit. He'll be back in one. No sec. problem. Yeah, it was just a, a protracted um there. Um, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. Hey, welcome hey, back. You, welcome back. You kind of sounded like you're about to sing us a little song there, Scotty. <laughs> How'd you know? How'd you know? I was. That was my plan to break out my rendition of. So, no, I uh, I thought of you the other day. I was watching, you know, flipping through Instagram or whatever, and I saw this clip of um, Louis Capaldi on stage yeah. at uh, was it Glastonbury the festival? Or I know it was some some and. Um, he, you know, I know that he's known for being open about his struggles with Tourette's and mental health. And I, I thought about you the other day, too, because I know in previous interviews, we've talked about you were very open with like issues that you've had and bullying and mental health. And I don't know if you saw the clip, but it was a pretty powerful clip. Like he, he was on stage. He was having a very hard time with like his tics and whatnot. He really couldn't get the song out. And the entire festival basically sang the song for him while it was on stage i was just curious if you saw that and if that connected with you at all uh, i didn't see that that just you just you telling me that gave me goosebumps though man yeah that that, that sort of stuff oh um, I, I i it's the 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 community of uh, of humankind right it's where we all find this incredible value in the things that the expression that someone has and we can all come together and 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 we're better for it it's like oh I will have to, I'm going to have to find it, that. It's very cool. Um, and I was just wondering, curious too, like, has anything like ever happened with you on stage like that where the performance just isn't there? 
or or something whether it's mental health physical or something like you're just having a really hard night at the office like where you almost have to figure out a different way to get through the show has that ever happened with you I mean, maybe not in the in the beautifully dramatic sense of that, but in a way, I, I think every every time you go on stage, there's like that. It's a struggle to to know if you know if it's going to be exactly what you want it to be. If everyone's going to be enjoying themselves, and it's it's usually getting out there, seeing the people on stage. If you've got if you're lucky enough to have you know like a band or something, um, but. Mm -hmm. Perhaps, you know, more importantly is when you look out and you see an expectant crowd and you, it, it's strange when you're backstage, all of these horrifying imaginary things can happen where it's like, <laughs> oh, they're, they're, I'm going to bomb and they're going to hate it, but they're there for you. Even if you do sort of, even if you make mistakes, that's like, it's a feature to people who are watching. It's not a... It, it's not a, a glitch, you know, it's, right. it's uh, that magic. It's, you can't get a mistake from a recording. Mm. Right. So it's the opposite of stand up comedy. <laughs> right, yeah, basically much. everybody's yeah. there's like, come on, bomb, baby. Bomb, <laughs> yeah. baby bomb. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I mean, I think that in, in all performing things, there, there'll be some people who, who do want to see you fail but you know ho hopefully fingers crossed you get they get outweighed by the ones who want you to succeed mm. as you're doing like thinking of more projects trying different things is there ever a point where you're almost i don't want to say bored by it, but almost a little shunned by hey we're, we want you to do like the same old thing or go to the same old venue or anything like that where it kind of goes like yeah it's fine but at the same time I gotta see what else is out there. I want to push myself. Huh? Yeah, in, in, in a sense, um, oh, it's 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 a, a hard balancing act, really. Uh, I because I, I love all the things that I've done, and I respect deeply all of the connections and the people who have helped get me there. But it's it, it must also be taken that you know a, a human needs new things to to crop up um so yeah there's there is that that balancing but i think that yeah through again the last couple of years i've i've been finding that that kind of within myself i think there's unfortunately there's no recipe for it it's just something that's down to your personal chemistry right you got to find what mm. works for you yeah you know we we've had so many artists bands uh musicians you, you name it on the show over the years and i'm always curious to talk about them it still seems that um you know live performance is where you know one they enjoy the most but two where they really have that's where they make their nut, where they make their money you know um i'm curious how it with with opera and the opera genre um do are record sales still even like a, a factor or is it still like a hundred percent? Okay. Live is where we're going to cut our teeth and where we're going to make, you know, make a living. Yeah. So, so record sales are, are still a factor. You know, you have your incredibly high volume sellers who, um, I, I think like Andre Ryu personally, you know, he's, he has so many and they're so, utilized people people listen to them and they buy them right. um so that there is sort of a, you could call it like a, a hierarchy in a way mm -hmm. which you know mm -hmm. you can get into that um, <laughs> but 
Um, yeah, it's it, it really is. I think because of the production costs of doing these things, I I don't know anyone, even the the top uh, sellers who right. are making back anything really significant because, you know, and that it's a testament to how much people care about the authenticity of the work because you know there are so many really good software instruments that you could be using but people want that sure. the, the human sound um, and that unfortunately or fortunately for all of us in the in the industry costs money yeah mm. so and are you guys are you guys putting uh like are they putting opera records on vinyl because vinyl seems to be the only thing that's still like physically selling and people are very very into like even more now than in 10 years ago yeah yeah i i i do see it's strange i i don't i feel like that corner of the market hasn't been super utilized uh in the in the classical right realm I, i've put out a couple of actually, actually my older stuff on vinyl but i i haven't uh again production costs yeah um putting it on vinyl is an extra cost that you then have to yeah, there's a yeah. vinyl shortage too. Like my brother works in the yeah. record industry, and like they'll delay bands' albums for a year and a half, two years, till they have the ability to get vinyl because it's the only thing that's like physically selling. So, interesting. It's wild. Oh, it is wild. When when I always try to prepare for an interview coming up, I try to look up um, YouTube's and articles and stuff like that, and I found it weird a week ago. Uh, a site, the Star Factor, put out a thing. What really happened to Jonathan Antoine? <laughs> and it's the oh, most no. tabloidy thing I ever heard. Like they're they're telling your story, and it's like, but why is Charlotte no longer there? And it's like to keep on like <laughs> leading up to oh this big reveal and whatever to just say oh they just did solo albums or stuff like. <laughs> so I'm just kind of curious. Do you? Have you gotten some of these like tabloidy things or saw things about yourself where you just like shake your head? Oh yeah, constantly. I, I think that the 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 wonderful thing about like online print media is is just how how wacky it gets, right? Because yep. a, a lot like websites in particular, just random websites, people don't hold them accountable, so you can kind of just make up whatever you like. It is. I know. It is wild all these the websites with like the the height thing like i don't i don't know that i've even told anyone my height right like <laughs> just even those basic things um uh, and then yeah people speculating about my life and where i've been what went wrong what went right what does he look like now um and they, yeah, it's it's just nice that people are thinking about me honestly i'll take it yeah yeah um and like I said, the, the kind of the reason we, we, one, we like you, but two, like your fans obviously like you because they keep asking, like, I, I get messages like, when's John coming back? Like, yeah, I don't care about these other guys who have, like, some of them I think would be happy if we just brought you in as, like, the host and you were just <laughs> here weekly because that's all they ask us about, <sighs> which is cool. It's, it's, <clears throat> it's incredible for me, right? <laughs> My apologies, but it's, it's you know, it's no. incredible for me. <laughs> yeah. Stop doing that career thing, Jonathan. We yeah. need to. <laughs> but one of the staples here on the show is playing really stupid games. Um, so I was wondering, John, if you would like to partake in one of our verbal shenanigans games here. Oh, I'd love to. Okay. <laughs> All right. So let me give you a little background, okay? Um. It's been interesting because Mike has been talking a ton of trash lately. 
He's been saying things to me like, oh, why does Johnson get all the attention? His voice is nowhere near as good as mine. I'm the real opera king of the verbal shenanigans universe. Uh, I'm like constantly saying all these things. Mike, I don't know where it's coming from, but it, it's vicious. Uh, well, the way I look at it, Scott, is real singers only use two notes. Everything else is just fodder. Oh, Scotty's putting his hum note right now. <laughs> he's He's got the first one. And now we're waiting for the second. <laughs> <laughs> Scotty, tech issue I've been dealing with. No problem. Yeah, so I I don't know what's up with Mike lately, but um, he even said like, you know what? I'm down to challenge John. I'm down, you know, to really take the title here. Um, yeah, so I don't remember put... saying it, but it sounds like me. So let's go with it. So we're today we're gonna put a, 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 you guys to the test in a little game I call hit the high note. Oh. Um, so as you know. Mike, scales in traditional Western music generally consist of seven notes, right? You know that, right? I mean, I guess so. I I go to a higher scale, but I digress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they repeat at the octave, and in this game, your opera knowledge will be on the line. You will each race to get seven correct answers. You must start at do, okay? And make your way through re, mi, fa, sol, la, and ti to win the game. Okay. If you get a question wrong, it is the other person's turn. They will leave off at that note, and the first person to T is the winner. Sound good? I think so. Okay. <laughs> That's try. how I sound when he makes these games. There, yeah. There's also just one catch. Um, okay. The further you get, the higher your voice must be to answer the question. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I have a coin here, Mike. I'm going to let you okay. call it in the air. All right. All right. What do you got? Tails. It is heads. John, would you like to go first or would you like to defer to Mike? I, I, I guess I should go first. Why not? Let's, oh, you right. know, confidence. Right, confidence. That's it, John. So you are on the dough round here. John, the La Scala Opera House is located in what city? Is it A, Milan, B, Paris, or C, Madrid? That'll be A, Milan. A Milan John, you are already crushing Mike on to the Ray round. On to the Ray round. Mike, did you know that answer? Uh that would probably have been my guess. <laughs> I mean, I mean I called them many times. You yeah. know, these, they sounded Milanian, so <laughs> all right, John. On to the Ray. You are now on your lowest register. Now we're going higher. Which city in Germany had the most opera premieres by Richard Wagner? Is it A Berlin? B, Munich, or C, Dresden? Oh, um, I'm going to say B, Munich. <laughs> oh, I'm probably wrong. My John, opera knowledge is terrible. B, oh. Munich is correct. It oh. is correct. You might not even give Mike a turn here. You yeah. might not even give Mike it a turn. It would save our audience <laughs> if he didn't give me a turn. Hot's <laughs> pumping. Let's go. <laughs> All right. You are on to the me round. The me. The opera house in which city is haunted by a fictional phantom? Is it A, Sydney, B, Paris, or C, London? Haunted by a fictional phantom. Is, is this... Oh, the, I, I, I think it's London. I think, it, I think there's one that's haunted in London. <laughs> the... Answer, John, is Paris. It is oh, Paris. Really? Yeah, I'm sorry, John. You are stuck in the me round, which sends it over to Mike. All right. Uh, 
<laughs> All right, Mike. You are on the dough round here. What is the text of an opera called? Is it A, libretto, B, operetta, or C, cantala? What is the text of an opera called? I think it's A. A, libretto. Mike, you are correct. You are correct, which brings you to the Ray round, catching up to John Antoine himself. Okay. Okay. All right, Mike. You know, sticking in the John Antoine universe. Ooh. Okay. Um, at 14, Jonathan attended which school? Was it A, the Opera Developmental Academy, uh, B, the Youth Vocal School, or C, the Royal Academy of Music? I'm trying to figure out what Ray is in my head to get <laughs> so I can legally say the answer. Uh, Ray, B. B, the youth vocal school, Mike? Yeah. I'm sorry, that is ah. incorrect. John, can you tell him the correct answer here? It is the Royal that Academy of Music, Royal correct? Academy, yes. Oh. Yeah. Junior department, specifically. <laughs> Under the tutelage of Sarah Reynolds, absolute legend. Uh, I was going to guess Sarah Reynolds, but I didn't know the other <laughs> stuff, so. <laughs> All right, John. You are on the me round. What inspired... Can I get one about, I get one about myself? <laughs> <laughs> I might. I might. We'll see how this game goes. And if no, I want no, to you got to know what school I went to, okay? <laughs> John, what inspires the, the design of the Sydney Opera House in Australia? Is it sails of boats, ice mountains, or seashells? What is the design supposed to look like? I think it's the sales of boats, and I am currently working with an Australian man who's going to be very upset with me if I got this wrong. John, that man is going to be upset because apparently oh, it's supposed it's to look like seashells. seashells. It's supposed seashells. to look it like the seashells. Oh. <laughs> it was the seashells. <laughs> oh, I just see him singing on stage. He's like, not seashell worthy. Get off. <laughs> just not <laughs> leave. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, over to you in the oh. Ray round. Which book by John Steinbeck has been adopted adapted into an opera? Is it Of Mice and Men, Tortilla Flat, or The Grapes of Wrath? I think it's C. C, The Grapes of Wrath, Mike? Yeah. I'm sorry. It is Of Mice and Men. Oh. I am sorry. Back over to John. Back over to John. Mike, I did like the singing, though. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. Doing well. Doing well. Yeah, very, very. I'm going to get some of them fan ones over to me. You know? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. John, which city opened the first public opera house? Was it Venice, Sicily, or Milan? The first public opera house. Oh, no. <laughs> All in Italy. <laughs> How could you do this to me? <laughs> oh. I, I, it can't be Venice, can it? Well, it can't be okay. in that note. That doesn't uh, sound like I'm Ray. Not, I, yeah, no, I, that, exactly. I'm not answering. I'm merely speculating. <laughs> yep, uh, <I'm> thinking. <laughs> Hence it in Europe. Sorry, what, what was B again? Venice, Sicily, or Milan. Let's go with Sicily. Why not? John, oh, John, oh, you should have went with your gut. It I was Venice. Gut, it, it was, was. Venice. Oh, oh, oh man. <sighs> He doesn't trust the gut as much anymore. He's been exercising yeah, he, a lot. He, and, you know. he doesn't have that feel for it. Uh, I'm gonna 
lose lose the mass, regain some of the trust. <laughs> <laughs> All right, over to Mike. Over to Mike. Um, we'll stick in the Antoine universe. Uh, what year was Jonathan Antoine on BGT or Britain's Gone Talent? Was it fifteen, two thousand seventeen, or two thousand twelve? I know for a fact it's 2012. 2012 is correct, Mike. It sounded beautiful. You sang it correctly. Um, you guys are now tied. You are now tied. Can Mike take a a, a lead here? Okay. It ain't symphony. It's symphony. Me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sticking in the Antoine universe in November 2022, he John launched a recording project with artist Cher for an album called By Request, The Blank Songbook Volume 1. Was it the Diane Warren, the Gloria Gaynor, or the Diana Ross Songbook Volume 1? Me, 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 me. <laughs> me, 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 going with B, 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 B. You're going with Gloria Gaynor. Yeah. I'm sorry, Mike. That would be uh, the Diane Warren. Diane uh, Warren. Thank you for the shot. I'll take it. Okay. Over to John. Okay. Uh, what was the first opera written in English in the world? Was it A, The Siege of Rhodes, B, Lovers Made Men, or C, Venus and Adonis? Oh, I don't think it's B. It's either A or C, and I'm just going to have to guess that it's C. Oh, no. Oh, John, it's A. It's, it's A. a. It's the Siege oh. of Rhodes. It's, it's always these 50-50s. <laughs> what is with me? <sighs> All right, I think we... I, I, last time we, we did a game, I think I performed exactly as well as this two. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, God, guys, we might have to stop at the far. This might go to far. <laughs> God, like, um, I didn't make that many questions. Oh, no. <laughs> you, you kind of read between the lines. Um... <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> oh, and there no. he went. It wasn't quite our incredible knowledge. <laughs> See, that's, that's, I think, I think it's, it's a great illustration. People expect me to be pretty, pretty knowledgeable, but... Um, I, I I just I just I sing and I love what I do. <laughs> uh, I show up very... and go home. I don't read the books. <laughs> okay, Mike. What's often regarded as the first opera in the world? Is it A. La Orfeo Monteverdi? Is it B. Daphne Paris? Or C. Eurydice Caccini? Me 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 me. Thinking that it's A A A. I'm sorry, it's ah. B, 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 Daphne yeah. Puri. Oh boy, guys, oh boy, we're, <laughs> we're, we're struggling here. Um, <laughs> Coming down to the wire, huh? I just don't want to sing the higher notes. I know all the answers, so. <laughs> oh God, okay, 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 okay. Um, John, who was the first black female opera singer to appear at Carnegie Hall? Was it A, Jesse Norman, B, Sissy uh, Aretta Jones or C Leontine Price. Oh, um, is it me? John, you are correct. You are correct, and you are moving on to the far round. <laughs> oh, God, I know it's getting for fans. Ones, it's getting yeah. it's getting hot here, and you know what? Yeah. We're gonna end this at the far round, John. If you win this, if you get this, you win. 
okay? Because we're running out of time and I'm running out of questions. So, Mike, you need John to get one wrong and you to get two right to win this game. John? John. Yes, go. Singspiel is a form of opera in what country? Spain, Germany, or France? I know that Spiel is a German word. John, <laughs> Germany is correct uh, for the length oh. and the time and my lack of preparedness. Um, I am claiming, John, you still hold <laughs> the opera title here at <laughs> Verbal Shenanigans. Congratulations, Mike. Plus, the audience didn't want to hear Mike go that high in his voice. Uh, Mike, I'm going to give you one more John question just for the hell of it. Ooh. Okay. Um, and uh, actually... You know what? You kind of already answered it, but here we go. Who was Jonathan's partner on uh, Britain's Got Talent? That is correct, Charlotte. Mm -hmm. Jack and Elaine. (laughs) Guys, good job. Good job. Way to be good sports. Way to be good sports. Mike, I'm sorry. We we can work on our opera on other episodes, but for now, John's going to claim that title. I think that was a wonderful redemption at the end there. There are no losers here, only... uh... Only good, good, uh, good, willing uh, participants. Yeah. Well, you know what? I hold grudges. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're only well, going to interview Ashley and Pudsey for the rest okay. of their The real winners of Britain Got Talent. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you got me. You got me there. <laughs> so, John, uh, first off, always, 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 thank you for coming on. We will certainly reach out again and bother you, and I will message you again down the line to come back I on for that. what other re- reiteration we have and different things to ask you and what's going on in John's life. So I know you can't tell us a lot, but if people want to check you out or know what is coming immediately or very soon in the next couple of weeks or months, what is something that uh, people can look forward to? And where should they check well, you out? Thank you. Thank you for your time, and it's always a pleasure to be on. And you can check me out. Uh, it's John Antoine or Jonathan Antoine with uh, with no H J O N, please. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I'm I'm doing a lot of stuff. I'm trying to inspire people with the words that I speak and the words that I sing. And uh, hopefully, if you check out my posts, even if you're not looking to you know listen to some music, you leave with a smile on your face. That's all. That really matters to me. Absolutely, Mike. You look like you have a final something cooking up. Uh, I, I I threw the Ashley and Pudsey thing out there, no. and I was <laughs> going to ask him. My final question was, do you ever keep in touch with any of them? But, but unfortunately, Pudsey passed away a, lo- a couple years back, for I understand. So, yeah. But I I do uh, I do still have uh, quite a few people who are on the show with me on Facebook. <laughs> I haven't checked my Facebook in a while, but um, it's nice to know that, you know, it's still out there and it's, we're all people, you know? And that's yeah. John, thank you so much again. Um, your fans are great. Uh, you're great, which is why we, we constantly like to have you back on. And it's just such a good time talking to you. And we wish you best of luck. Keep the fitness up. Keep the uh, the music going. And I'm very excited for these side projects, these metal projects. I, I really, really hope to see them at some point or, or hear them at least. Um, thank you so much. Stay safe out there and continue the hard work, man. Thank you so much. Stay safe. And uh, what can I say? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you a million times.
All right, Mike. All right, Mike. Now that you're you're um, you're alone now, um, yeah, it's it's time to earn your keep. Huh? What I told you, you about. You always think that I'm kidding. We've had host auditions over the year. We've had my like seven year old niece at the time, Kira. Yeah. We've had Sakoli come on a bunch of times. We've yeah. had Hank come on. Like you think I'm kidding? Chris Wan. Chris Wan. Taryn. Um, you know, Bangladesh Billy's in the running at this point. Oh. You know? I mean, I I don't know. I think he's gonna he's gonna highball you for the salary. That's the, true. Uh, That's true. But, you know, but uh, Mike, what do you got before we get out of here? Well, I mean, I kind of had a little bit of uh, bachelor lifetime now that I got back from vacation. Mm. Uh, the wifey uh, had to go out in an investigation in uh, Thomasville, Georgia, which is like four hours away. So I had a lot of alone time. Ah, so you had what I had like a week and a half ago, kind of alone time, yeah. but you had yeah. actual alone time. Yeah, um, I kind of, I kind of realized like I still at a point in life where weird things just want to happen when I'm by myself. I okay. can't really explain why. So um, the last few weeks in our neighborhood, we have kids that are stealing garbage cans okay. throughout the neighborhood. Like, okay, where are they going with these garbage cans? Like, sometimes they disappear. Sometimes they're, like, across the neighborhood in a cul-de-sac <laughs> or something like that. Like it, I'm just picturing, like, like, wanted signs in your neighborhood with, like, a picture of a garbage can on. Like, help, please return this garbage can. That's what the whole neighborhood's going through. Like, we have a little Facebook group, and it's like, all right, my garbage can got stolen. Anybody see it? And all these kids are, like, coming around, like... 2 30 in the morning and just like grabbing people's garbage cans if you don't bring them in the next day so kids just being just being stupid like high school kids yeah pretty much you know like i had two cans and one got stolen in the initial everybody lost their garbage cans because of these kids and i think they're kids and all i mean maybe some 50 year olds just bored and can't go to sleep at two thirty in the morning stealing garbage cans. But can I you imagine know. being imagine being fifty and being like, "What should I do tonight? You know, should I get pissed drunk or should I go get pissed drunk and steal garbage cans?" Like, like, like you know, eighteen, I could see myself. You know, actually, like probably like fifteen, sixteen, I could see myself thinking that was like funny for some reason. Like, I think I told the story in the podcast. Me, and my friends used to. Like steal like lawn gnomes and things like that, and put them on each other's lawns. And then we had like mm -hmm. a game where we had this big ceramic goose that we stole, and we would put it. So the whole point was like to goose someone and put the goose in a weird position in their house, and like, like we we had the goose in a noose <laughs> hanging oh. at, hanging from a tree. I got the goose in my friend's driver's seat once. One time they got me, and they put like cottage cheese like like. Um, going up the driveway like it was goose poop and like they put the oh. goose like sticking out of a bush and my parents pulled up to the house and my mom was like oh my god we can't get out of the house I'm like what is that it's a, like they sat in the driveway for five minutes because they thought there was like some kind of bird poking out of the, the bush so I did do a lot of stupid stuff like that so I could see like the appeal quote unquote when you're like 15 yeah they didn't ground you for the goose thing they grounded you for wasting good cottage cheese correct yeah yeah so, 
that like I said, a couple weeks ago, our can got stolen, so we had a second can, and I guess I lost track because like I was looking outside, and I'm like, oh god, they stole the second can, <laughs> and and I got on the Facebook page. Anybody else lose their can, and like pretty much nobody else did, so I was the lone can stolen in the neighborhood. Yeah, but, yeah. but a lot of people are saying to you know go around the neighborhood like you can usually find them or whatever. You ever think when you were younger, you'd be spending your nights alone on a Facebook group hunting down your garbage cans? I, like, I, I, I get angry, and all I can think about is just, like, sitting in my rocking chair yeah. <laughs> with, like, a gun I borrow from my dad. Yes. Just sitting back going, come on, boys. Come on. Yeah. Show up. Yeah. Look at that nice can. Why don't you touch it? Come on. Shine Come it on. shine it all up the day of so it looks like a glorious can to steal. Or like neon signs pointing at it and all while I'm just in the shadows. Come on. Let's have fun here. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I drove around the neighborhood and, and looked around and about two houses down... It looked like I, it it appears that's where my can is and whatever. So <laughs> I bring in the dogs, and I got to almost do a walk of shame where I got to go down two houses to kind of bring back my garbage can. But I'm a little concerned because I had a couple conversations with the wife and, like, trying to remember, like, what was on the side of the garbage can or whatever. <laughs> and I have a slight fear that I may be the garbage can stealer. You're the garbage can culprit. House. <laughs> there's a fa- there's a Facebook page with like your face from one of the ring cameras. Like <laughs> the Douglas the Douglasville bandit has been caught. Have you seen this man? Yeah, they have ten pictures up. It's all me petting the neighborhood dogs <laughs> at some point. It's the it's the ring camera picture of me grabbing the can, and then nine others of me just like sprinting after other dogs to pet them. Wait, is that the guy that gave us the free Wi-Fi? <laughs> is that the son the born guy that gave my son the Wi-Fi we're looking at dirty movies what this guy's a nuisance why did we not make an HOA get him out of here get him out of here so like I got the can at my house right now and it, it's like a house that I think is kind of like I won't say abandoned, but I think it's they like rented out and nobody's at it. So I'm kind of in a weird spot of like, I still think it's my can, but I can't confirm. But at the same time, I need a can to put out my garbage for next week. So I'm not really worried about sending it over. So I'm, I'm at a spot now where even if I think I accidentally stole it, I'm still now at a spot where I'm like, well, I'm going to give it back. Right now, you know what I mean? Okay. So you're going to give your can back? Well, no. I'm, like I said, like the house is, I don't think anybody's there. And I think they kind of want to rent it out, but nobody's there. <laughs> so that's why I'm a little bit in a predicament. It's like, maybe it is, maybe it isn't my can. But at the same time, it's like, I really need something to put my garbage in and yeah. put out yeah. next Tuesday to lure in the kids and shoot them from my rocking chair as we discussed earlier right with your with your public wi-fi yes 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 so i'm dealing with that kind of thing at i also my dog vader the the new third dog starts has started chewing things like he shouldn't do Mm -hmm. so last night he i found he chewed a pen and i thought nothing of it because i saw the casing and i thought Nothing. I'm like, all right, bad boy. 
Brad Penn. <laughs> It'd be funny if he's now. scooting on the rug and like he's signing his name, you know. <laughs> well, someone like that, like as I came like later on in the night, I'm like, oh, the inside casing with the ink was actually free yeah. and it's all over the dog bed. So I pick it up and go, okay, the dog bag is insane, whatever. I throw it out. Then around 11.30 at night, I look at Callie, and I know she went from a red healer to a blue healer, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Because half her side is, is marked up with ink. So I had to make sure I got up early enough. Like First, I, had to gr- I grabbed a sponge from the sink and see if that would do anything, because Callie's not the greatest lover of water so no nobody's like sitting on the couch which also add to it she pulled down like our cover that we have on there so the dogs don't stain the couch so she's laying on the couch with her ink stains and i'm trying to be nice like callie daddy doesn't want to shove you off the couch but at the same time daddy doesn't want an inked up couch yep so i deal with that then I tried to wipe her down with a, a sink sponge, and that didn't really work. So I had to make sure I had got up early enough in the morning to give my dog a bath and, like, carry her upstairs to the bathroom there to yep. get her her dog bath there. <laughs> so I deal with that. Hey, what, then... ki- what kind of dog is that? That's, that's, a, that's an ink-stained catahoula. <laughs> it's rare as the rare. No. Is that a rare oh. ink blot? Ink, an ink blot retriever? Yeah. Are you having problems? Look at my dog and tell me what picture do you see in her fur, okay? Yeah. Her, name is, her name is Rorschach. <laughs> And and then with the stress of work, like since nobody's there to like, I have to cook for or anything like that. I, I'm getting a weird food habit. I made up some like uh, waffle mix, and I'm just so stressed out. I just kept eating waffles for most of my <laughs> meals during that three day break. You know, just to use Dude, it up. On on the podcast you weren't on. Uh... Uh, two weeks ago, I, I talked about this, how just living alone, like, I just used, like, almost no plates. I just, like, picked at a rotisserie chicken, then I would just, like, pick at something else, and eat. I ate pizza over the sink at one point. It, it, it was like, well, I don't need a plate. I'll just eat this real quick. Like, I just go into, like, weird caveman mode. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, it was... Like, work is paying me because we have, like, some weird Microsoft stuff, which I can't do, but I got to still, like, talk to 12 other people <laughs> to kind of shut them down and give them backwards ways of getting their email. And it's like... I just I just picture your wife coming back from her trip. I'm like, mm-hmm. there's no garbage cans. The dog stained blue. There's waffle dried waffle mix all over the house. Um, she's <laughs> like, what the hell happened? <laughs> And I'd be like, I just miss you, babe. Yeah. <laughs> That's the answer. I miss you, and look what happened, because you went away for your three days. So do you have a garbage can? Like I said, I still had the one just the I one. Grabbed, yep. And morally, I'm still trying to decide, is this mine, and do I keep it? And even if I give it back, do I give it back right away? Has there been any more garbage can theft on the Facebook group since... No, because the kids do it like garbage day is Tuesdays <laughs> in the neighborhood. And it seems like if you don't bring in your garbage can Wednesday nights after midnight, that's when 
the hooligans come out to steal our cans. So, ladies and gentlemen, these usually come out on Mondays. Um, I guess we'll find out if the the garbage can hooligans strike again yeah. in Douglasville, Georgia. I, I'm just gonna have my iPhone on. It'd be great if we get a John Walsh back on the podcast to help us solve this. <laughs> yeah, that's why we miss Robert Stack. You know, he could have solved this unsolved mystery. Like we'd have the whole story, and then like it would reappear two months later. Update, and then have some like fourteen-year-old in handcuffs getting brought into the precinct. So, so is your wife back? Is are you back to normal life? She. She is back, and I had to adjust back to being somewhat normal Michael. It's an adjustment, right? Like, there, there's a brief period you're like, I kind of really like that, but you also kind of hate it at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I mean, it was a great kind of quiet, and then it's nice. It's like, all right, we have a phone call, yada, yada. All right, uh, we ran out of stuff. I'm going to watch TV, talk to you tomorrow. Yep. But it's there's still like a... It's been so long since I've been alone, alone. It's like my brain's like, what right. do I do? Right. I've never done this before. I, how do I adjust? Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're you're back to to adjustments and you're you're back to your normal life. And you know what? If if you get out of line, I'll just call Hank over to give you a good a good spanking. You know. Scott, don't do that, man. It'd be great I, if I you drove like however many hours just to go give you a give you a spanking. It's about an hour. He can he can do that drive. It, he he's bored sometimes, so that, he, he'd be willing to do the drive to spank me. That might be my next secret. That might be my next surprise for you oh, on the Scott, podcast. Wait, I can't podcast. There's somebody at the door. <laughs> Hello. And I just sit here giggling on Zoom the whole time. <laughs> ow! Ow! Did you put your toe in that goddamn road again? Boom! Boom! <laughs> I need to get my garbage can back. <laughs> Well, this has been a fantastic episode. Uh, Mike, anything to promote before we get out of here? Uh, I'm going to promote my uh, favorite pizzeria since I'm back from New Jersey. And you say, well, you can't have good pizza. You're wrong, ladies and gentlemen. In Marietta, Georgia, La Bella's, uh, these people came from New Jersey and started their business down there. They bring the water down from New Jersey. They know how to make it. They love making it. They they put on their Facebook recently, they make their own sauce and they were thanking their uh, customers because they sold out so fast and all. That's how good it is. They put jars of sauce out. It is bought in immediately. You can't is have it, a is bad it, pizza. Is it bought in immediately? Yeah. No. yeah. I, I just love when you create words. Well, that's the beautiful part about this show. You know, you think you know English? No, we'll find out. You ain't know it. Sneak a word in there. You, was it real? Was it not? You ain't know English. You haven't bought anything, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if you are in Georgia and you want to know what the fuss is about, about a New Jersey, New York pizza, you're going to Marietta and you're ordering from La Bella's. 
All right. And I'll just promote, I don't even have a, a show coming up there. We will continue in the fall, but I'm just going to promote our good friends at Tap House 15 in Jefferson, New Jersey. Um, what I consider the best beer bar and some of the best food around. Um, no shows coming up until September. So I'm just promoting them as a business and a restaurant. Great pl- uh, place to stop. Great. It has the best beer list, like all the time, always rotating taps. Um, so it's a great place to go check out Tap House 15 in New jersey um i want to thank uh our boy jonathan antoine uh coming on the show again the fantoines this one was for you we kept this on the wraps we kept this secret um so hopefully you enjoyed round three this is a two an episode with two three-time guests three years oh my god two three years one episode and i want to thank uh big wild hank burlow for coming on and and making hopefully mike's day mike's night um you know he made my night so guys that's it life is funny laugh at it keep the wind at your back you are listening to please verbal shenanigans Listening to verbal shenanigans.